Welcome to the Happy Me, Happy Earth podcast. I'm your host, Eva Peterson, life coach to aspiring and experienced changemakers and creator of the Becoming the Change Life Coaching Program, a program designed to support you in creating the change that you want to see in the world without sacrificing your health and well-being. If you are on a mission to make the world a better place, then you are in the right place. Wherever you are on your changemaker journey, just starting out or decades deep, you are welcome here. Hello, hello, welcome. Welcome to the podcast episode four, how to develop the change maker mindset. Do you guys love that theme music? I absolutely love it. It just makes me smile and like start dancing. Like I can't help myself. That's why I picked it. So yeah, big shout out to Coma Media. And I got that from Pixbay. So thank you, Coma Media. All right, let's get into today's topic. So first I wanna just review a little bit. So this is the second part of a two-part series. The first part we talked about what the mindset, the change maker mindset is. And so if you haven't listened to that, please go back. That was published last week. That will help you develop the foundation that you need for what we're going to be talking about today. But I will give you a teeny review because maybe you listened to that last week. So the change maker mindset is a term that I made up (laughs) because I needed a way to talk about the mindset that helps us to get out of our own way and figure out how to actually make a difference in the world. Again, as always, without sacrificing our health and well-being. So by getting out of our own way, what I mean is getting our brain on our side instead of being paralyzed by fears and posture syndrome, lack of confidence, overwhelm. Raise a hand if you have struggled with any of these. I'm raising two hands. You can't see, this isn't video, but I think we've all struggled with these at some point. And so all of those are indicators of the fixed mindset. And so when we talk about the change maker mindset, it's basically a sort of expansion, if you will, of the growth mindset. So we have the growth mindset and the fixed mindset. These two patterns of thinking, habits of thought that we can be in. So the growth mindset is a belief that your basic qualities, including intelligence, talent, skills, things like that, can be cultivated and improved upon through effort. And even that your personality can be changed regardless of your start point. Whereas a fixed mindset is basically the opposite of that. It's a belief that characteristics, again, such as intelligence, talent, personality, are fixed at birth or become locked in by a certain age. So somebody in this mindset believes that some people are just inherently more talented, creative, charismatic, period there's no change in it, right? And like I mentioned last time, (laughs) you have probably noticed yourself in the fixed mindset about certain things in your life. I know I sure have. This is something that I still notice in my life, in my thought patterns from time to time, or regularly. 
And I just want to say again, it is not your fault. Like we are programmed into this mindset by our culture. And yeah, I talked about that last time, so I won't dive into it here. But I will say that choosing to rewrite that cultural programming by getting into this new growth mindset or a step further, the change maker mindset is a radical act. And I cannot overstate the difference that discovering this mindset and really practicing it has made in my life. Transformational (laughs) in my personal life, my impact work, my business. And I see this all the time with my clients as well. So let's get into the nuts and bolts of how we can develop the change maker mindset. So basically we're going to go through three things, awareness, a perspective shift, and then aligned action. And guys, this isn't like a one and done thing. So you might find yourself going through the loop of these three steps over and over again with different aspects of your life. But today we're going to talk about this basic structure that you can use and apply to your impact work or apply to your relationship or apply to your health and fitness, right? We can apply this to any area of our life. For example, in episode two, I talked about the fear and the limiting beliefs that were coming up for me. A lot of those were really like fixed mindset types of thoughts. And in the past, I've I've worked through those fears before and they're still coming up for me, but I'm able to work through them a lot faster now. So instead of being paralyzed by them, because I have practiced this process that I'm going to share with you today over and over and over again, I'm able to work through things a lot faster and those fears, those limiting beliefs, those fixed mindset thoughts don't keep me paralyzed or stuck for nearly as long. I can sit down with a journal for, you know, 30 minutes and then move forward instead of, (laughs) you know, at times I've, there's certain parts of my life that have been stunted or that were stunted for years and years because I was very much in the fixed mindset. So let's dive into this. First, I mentioned awareness. I want to give you some signs to look out for that you might be in the fixed mindset. And I'll just list these for you. So the obvious one, belief that intelligence and talent are static, a sense of helplessness, procrastination, indecision, avoiding failure. And so because we're avoiding failure, we tend to not put ourselves into challenging situations that we think we possibly might fail at. Also ignoring help from others or sorry, not accepting help from others or ignoring feedback from others. Um, Typically somebody in a fixed mindset will interpret feedback as personal criticism. They'll take it really personally, even if it's, you know, what's being commented on is not something personal. Maybe it's like a piece of work or something. So this also gets us into like a really hypercritical type of feeling of mindset, critical of ourselves, also critical of others. Also feeling threatened by the success of others. So maybe comparing yourself to others and then feeling threatened by them, feeling that if they're successful, I can't be successful, something like that. Another sign of a fixed mindset is hiding. (laughs) So this might be just not speaking up at all, 
not speaking up about the things that you really care about, or it might be trying to hide your flaws so that they can't be judged by others. So not admitting if you don't know something, not asking questions, again, not asking for help can be a sign of the fixed mindset. Lastly, or second to last year, if somebody in the fixed mindset believes that putting in effort is worthless or a sign of weakness. And so because they don't want to put in the effort, they will give up really easily, right? And it's interesting, you know, so I was introduced to the the concept of the growth mindset quite a while ago. You know, there's a book that I mentioned last time by Carol Dweck called Mindset. And so I had, I knew about that and developed that, or was working to develop that growth mindset in my life for quite a while. But then more recently, like within the last few years, I was introduced to the characteristics of white supremacy culture. And a lot of these things, a lot of what we would call the fixed mindset is also very much ingrained and characteristic of white supremacy culture. Um, And I won't dive into that a ton right now because I want to do future episodes about that. But certain things like binary thinking, feeling like we have a right to comfort, fear of conflict, like these things can be very fixed mindset of us. So this process of developing the growth mindset, taking that a step further, developing the change maker mindset is also a way of dismantling white supremacy culture and those characteristics within ourselves. So, whoa, how cool is that, guys? (laughs) I'm going to, let's see, because I brought this up, um, white supremacy culture, I'm going to link to a um, an article or a paper and then maybe a couple of things online in the show notes. I'll be sure to add those by um, Tima Okun. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right, but DR Works is the name of their company. So yeah, I'll link to those guys in the show notes so you can check that out, learn more about it if you'd like. And like I said, we'll definitely be touching on that more in future podcast episodes. All right. So what type of thoughts can we look out for? Certain thoughts can tell us that we are in this fixed mindset. So again, I'm just going to list some of these. One is, I'm not good enough. I will probably fail. I can't do this. I don't want to risk it. I shouldn't have to work this hard. I shouldn't have to try so hard. This should be easier. So ding, ding, ding. Anytime you like are thinking like in shoulds, that's a real indicator that you might be in the fixed mindset. Maybe take a deeper look at that thought. Other thoughts might be, if I'm not naturally good at this, I should quit. It's not my fault, right? So last time we talked about how somebody in the fixed mindset tends to really point the finger and blame others. Another thought, this makes me uncomfortable. I'm not doing it. If I try, probably won't change anything. And so, you know, as I'm listing those thoughts, (laughs) I don't know about you, but for me personally, like my energy just like went like, like much lower. Just hearing those repeated probably makes you feel like in your body, like, oh gosh, like hopeless, the sense of disempowerment, right? That's what these thoughts do to us. And these thoughts can be like really, really sneaky. So For example, 
I remember back when I was applying to graduate schools and I had done really, really well. I had worked my butt off in college, my first degree. And so I had like excellent grades. Like I graduated um, with the highest honors and I wanted to go to University of Oregon to study sustainable design because it was like the number one school for that particular, you know, subject. But I also had this question in the back of my head, like, could I get into an Ivy League school? And I think I still would have chosen to go to Oregon and I'm so happy I did. I freaking love University of Oregon and my experience there. But I wonder if I could have gotten into the Ivy League schools. And I still wonder today, but honestly, like I didn't want to risk not getting in. At that point in my life, I had never received a rejection letter at that scale. And I was scared to like find my, like the ceiling, find the ceiling of my potential, if you will. And so that held me back from applying. So that's kind of like a sneaky way that the fixed mindset can come in, right? Because what I told myself was like, oh, you know, even if I didn't get into, or even if I did get into the Ivy League schools, like I still would go to Oregon anyway. So it would just be a waste of time, right, to apply. Uh, but the deeper fear there was that I would fail, that I would be rejected. Also, <laughs> the, the example, the kind of silly example that I mentioned last week which was about the crochet, right? So I really want to crochet this water bottle holder. And um, yeah, I the feelings that I was having in my head, and you can go back and, and listen to, to me talk about that a bit in the last episode. But the feeling that I had in my head was like, this should be easier. Like this should be easier. Like I, I'm a creative person, I'm crafty, I'm all DIY. Like, why can't I figure this out? And so that was very much the fixed mindset and it caused me to stop. And guys, I still haven't picked it back up. We're still before the weekend, so I will. I will pick this up, I will try it. Earlier today, I was actually on Etsy because I was like, should I just buy one? And people were selling them for like, I think around like 12 pounds was, so, what is that like $14 maybe? So I was comparing myself to them because I was like, dang, like if, if they can sell this for 12 pounds, like for that cheap, like it really must not take them very long to create it. And so again, this is comparing myself to others, right? An indicator of that fixed mindset because I'm comparing myself to them in a way that makes me feel bad about myself instead of being inspired by them and thinking like, oh, like I can figure this out too. And now that is my thought that I can also figure this out. But it definitely wasn't this morning when I was Googling them. It made me feel kind of bad about myself. Anyway, all right, so to keep myself accountable here, I am going to, in my behind the scenes show notes emails, I'm going to send a picture of me doing this and hopefully me completing it very soon. All right, so that is my commitment to you guys. So yeah, go on to my website. You can find it at theevapeterson.com. Sign up for my newsletter so that you get like the behind the scenes podcast stuff and I'll send you guys a picture of me doing this. Hold each other accountable, okay? Thank you for that. All right, so I just want to, or I wanted to share those examples because these thoughts and emotions are normal for everyone. Again, I've been working on this stuff for years and I still have mixed, or fixed, <laughs> mixed 
thoughts. Sure, that works too. I still have fixed mindset thoughts. So even if we're somebody that spends the majority of our life in the growth mindset, in the change maker mindset, we still at times will have the fixed mindset pop up. And that is totally fine. The insecurity that comes with that, the anxiety, the nervousness, the fear, the self-doubt, the overwhelm, all of those are just natural emotions. It's just our brains doing what it does best, trying to keep us safe in our comfort zone. So don't feel bad. If you relate to some of those thoughts, don't feel bad, please. No need to beat yourself up. But the thing is, we can choose to let these feelings continue to make us pause, to get in our way to make us procrastinate, or we can choose to acknowledge them and move past them. And there's a lot of hope that we can move past them because research study after research study has shown us that the brain never stops growing, right? This is a term called neuroplasticity. The brain continues to develop new patterns, new habits of thought. So as we practice these new tools, that I'm introducing to you now to overcome habits of thought, it changes the brain and we can literally become a different person. Like our brain can be rewired. And I kind of hate using these terms like programming the brain or deprogramming or rewiring. They're very much based in the technology of the day, right? We think about like circuit boards and computers and that's like the height of technology at the moment. So when I use those words, and I do use those words, and I do discuss these concepts in those terms, but please also know that I'm just using that because that is a terminology of today. I'm not like reducing our beautiful, complex human brains to a machine. Because yeah, I do see how some of that language can have a negative it can kind of mess up our view of (laughs) and and really oversimplify what it means to be a human. So anyway, all right, tangent, let's get back to what we were talking about. So, so yeah, with practice, right, we can overcome these fixed mindset tendencies, characteristics, thoughts, and that is all like the becoming the change program. I'm going to call it BTC. Okay. Is that cool? Becoming the change BTC is the life coaching program that I have, and it's a safe space to practice what we're talking about. So taking the concepts in this podcast, applying them to our lives, practicing, and actually like mastering and embodying these concepts. So I do want to invite you in. Please check out that program if that's something that's interesting to you. But I also want to give you this process today so that you know what we're talking about and that you can start applying this to your life today. All right, so how do we develop on awareness? So I'm going to expand on yesterday's invitation, not yesterday, (laughs) on last week's invitation to begin to develop more awareness. First of all, a really fun thing that you can do is to give your fixed mindset a name. We do this because it reminds you that this is just a mindset. It's just a habit of thought. This fixed mindset voice, or what some people might call their inner critic, their inner villain, whatever you want to call it, this voice is not you. So mine is named Tammy. I'm not going to get into why, because I don't know who's going to listen to this podcast and I don't want to offend anybody. 
there's a book called Burnout that I love. <laughs> and the authors, they call them, or one of them calls their fixed mindset persona, the crazy lady in the attic. And I just think that's so wonderful. So pick a name, any name, whatever resonates with you. Step number two, after you've picked a name, write down what does it tell you? And literally write this down because shining a light on these things that our inner critic is telling us, just that, just shining that light is really, really powerful. And I also have a really great blog post talking about inner critic and how to quiet your inner critic on the Happy Earth, Happy Me blog. So please go and check that out as well. I'll put that a link to that blog post in the show notes. If this is something that you really struggle with, check that out. I think it'll be really helpful for you. All right, so once we've noticed what it is saying, we can also notice when it starts to speak up. So what you're doing here is you're identifying your cues or your triggers, right? So I'm currently reading the book Atomic Habits by an author whose name I don't remember right now, but I'll put it in the show notes. Apologies. The book is called Atomic Habits, and he does a great job of showing that each of our habits, right? It could be a habit of thought. It could be a habit of behavior starts with a cue. And oftentimes these cues are completely out of our conscious, right? They are in the subconscious. We don't even know that we're being cued to start a certain thought pattern or to start a certain behavior pattern. And so, you know, he's talking about this in the context of creating better habits. And so one of the first things that we have to do is notice what's cueing those bad habits. And so a quote unquote, bad habit, um, or basically a habit that is not moving you in the direction that you want to go or helping you grow into the person that you want to become, right? Okay. So we have to bring our awareness to these cues. We have to bring the unconscious into our conscious mind so that we can then start to work with them, right? And then the next thing that you can do after you've written down those cues and triggers and, and you're continuing to bring awareness to new cues and triggers, you can start to bring awareness to your reaction. And this is really powerful because then we begin to see the effect that that fixed mindset is having on our lives. And so a few reflection questions to help you develop a bit more of an awareness of your reaction on the mental, but then also getting into the body. And if you don't know, now you know, I love reflection questions. I love really smart questions and asking my brain to give me answers to really smart questions because, or, or really um, like, like deep questions, um, questions that challenge me, that challenge me to grow um, because it's, it's just great exercise for my brain. And by asking my brain for answers and giving it the time and space to come up with answers, you can develop a lot of self-trust and you can really get in touch with your intuition and your unique inner voice. Yeah, okay, I'm not gonna go into that anymore, but I, I will absolutely go into how to get more in touch with your inner voice on subsequent epi episodes, but this is a great practice to start. So we are 
asking ourselves some questions in order to bring awareness to how the fixed mindset is affecting our lives. So once you identify your trigger, then you can ask yourself these questions. One, how am I rationalizing or judging myself or others in this situation? How am I beating myself up? Am I blaming others? (laughs) For example, I tend to like really like to blame the patriarchy for stuff. Like that is kind of like my go-to. The patriarchy, other systems of oppression. And you know what? They deserve some blame. They deserve a lot of blame for things that are wrong in our society and in our personal psyches. But (laughs) just blaming them is not going to help change anything, right? And so this process that we're talking about today and this change maker mindset is really helping us to go to the next level and not just blame something outside of us and then feel hopeless to change it, but actually like inspiring us, motivating us to make the change. All right, another tangent. I hope you guys don't mind the tangents. Let's get back to these questions. The next question is, what is my... What else, excuse me, is my fixed mindset telling me? So allowing yourself to go deeper beyond the surface thoughts, even deeper into what is the fixed mindset really telling me? The next question, how does this make me feel? What physical sensations do I feel in my body? And what actions does it cause me to want to take? I've actually like never seen this when when other people are talking about the fixed mindset and developing awareness around our reactions to, to actually like take it into the body, right? So we're not just using our brain and thinking about this on the intellectual level, but we're tapping into our body wisdom. We're noticing the response that our body has when it comes to this, when it comes to whatever situation that we are cued by, right? And so, for example, yesterday I was, <laughs> I just had to make a couple of edits to the show notes for episode one. I wanted to publish the show notes for episode two. So yeah, I'm recording this episode um, a couple of weeks before it's going to come out. Anyway, so I'm I'm doing those show notes edit, edits and I had some major tech issues. And by that, I mean for a moment, I like completely destroyed all of my old blog posts. Like I rewrote the template and then I completely panicked because I didn't know what had happened or what I had done. So anyway, I was able to, (laughs) after a task that turned from the estimated 10 minutes to about two hours of fixing the website, I was finally able to finish that up. But after that, I just wanted to take the rest of the day off. Like Guys, oh, I was just so deflated. Honestly, okay, I wanted to take the day off. I wanted to eat a ton of chocolate and either watch TV shows or just take a walk. Just get out into nature. Just take a walk. I just wanted to push aside everything else that I had in my calendar. So notice that. Notice like like what does your what actions does your fixed mindset tend to set off, right? What other habits are related to your fixed mindset? That can be, again, really powerful to bring some awareness to that. And again, I'm going to type out these questions in the show notes. So please visit the happymehappyearth.com 
website, the blog there, and you'll be able to see all these questions if you're like out taking a walk or something. All right, so now let's go to the next step. Take this a step further into shifting our perspective. So we may not always be able to change what happens around us or to us, but we do always have a choice of how we respond, how we react and how we view the situation. What meaning are we assigning these different situations that occur in our lives? So in order to help us shift our perspective out of that fixed mindset and into the growth mindset, we can ask ourselves some questions. Here are some questions to ask yourself to help shift that perspective. One, how can I look at this situation differently? Two, what is a more optimistic way of looking at this situation? What are the good aspects of this situation? That can be hard to identify sometimes, but challenge yourself, challenge your brain to come up with some good aspects. Next, what is a more realistic way of looking at the situation? So when we're in a fixed mindset, we get very like doom and gloom, anxiety spiral, shame spiral, right? Like we oftentimes really over-exaggerate situations and what the results of the situation might be or how it might reflect on us. And so asking ourselves this question, what is a more realistic way of looking at the situation can be very powerful. And the last question, what can I learn about myself or about how the world works through this situation? These questions are incredibly powerful, and I hope that you'll like take your journal out and, and really meditate them or meditate on them for a little while. And we can't simply think our way into the growth mindset. We also, and this might be the most important aspect of the growth mindset and of the change maker mindset, we also need to take action. We're not going to create change in our lives, let alone change on like the societal level, just by sitting and thinking all day, right? You might have a thousand excellent ideas, but unless you take action to bring them to fruition, like ain't nothing going to change. And so it's better to have like one creative idea and act on that than to have like a thousand creative ideas and never act on them, right? And this taking action, taking growth mindset action or change maker mindset action creates so much confidence because confidence is the willing to try. So those emotions like self-doubt, hopelessness, feeling loss, overwhelm, all of that really begins to fade when we take action. And the confidence, the confidence that we have in ourselves and our ability to express ourselves grows as we take action. Not to mention, we're through that action, we're learning more about ourselves. Through that action, we are practicing, right? Where this podcast, for example, each time I record a podcast, I'm getting better at expressing myself. I'm getting better at articulating my ideas, even though I don't think that 
Like, I, I've never thought of myself as like one with words, <laughs> really. I think I do a great job um, with writing oftentimes, but speaking extemporaneously, just not my strength. It's something I've worked on a lot, but I still think I have a lot of room for growth. But each time I record, each time I take action and record one of these podcasts, I get better at it, which is amazing because then I can share everything that I have in my heart, everything that I've learned, I can share that and I can help more people, support more people and make a bigger impact, right? All right, so that was a bit of a tangent. Where was I? (laughs) Basically, we create momentum through action. And through this action, when we step into that change maker mindset, which I'm going to discuss more in just a moment, we can move closer and closer to creating the change that we want to see in the world. So now you've, you've noticed your fixed mindset, you've shifted your perspective, and now we want to go from perspective to action, right? So here's some reflection questions. Woohoo! I feel like... This should be like one of those, um, like take a shot every time Eva gives you a question. No, don't do that. You'd be so, so drunk. Also, I don't really drink. So take a shot of tea. I've got my tea right here. I am drinking a very nice lemon and honey blend right now. Oh, and ginger. Excellent. Anyway. Okay. So reflection questions that we can use to shift, to go from that next step, right? From perspective into action. Number one. What did I learn from my experience? This is a repeat of one of the questions I just said a moment ago, but again, sometimes we can ask ourselves that particular question multiple times in order to really peel back the layers. Number two, how can I apply this lesson or lessons to my life moving forward? Or how can I apply this lesson the next time I'm in a similar situation? Three, How else can I creatively approach the situation or my goal? Because maybe you're working towards a goal and something that you tried failed, let's say. What have I not tried yet? Number four, what do I need to learn or what information do I need to gather to answer the previous questions? This one I'm a little little hesitant to like include in there, but most of the time, most of the time, our brains can come up with the answers, right? And I really am a big proponent of looking in, asking yourself before looking out and asking others, right? But sometimes when we come up against a block or a quote unquote failure, it's an indicator that we actually need to work on something, right? Like like we need to gather more information or, or or develop a new skill, right? And so that's what this question is getting at. And the last question, what do I want to try next? What steps am I going to take? And this one might take the form of a list, right? You could take or make a list of the next steps to take. And so as you can imagine, the answers to these questions are going to be very different for everyone. And a lot of people just would stop there, but please don't stop there. (laughs) So you have all this awareness, you've shifted your perspective, you have written down how you are going to take action, but now we actually need to take the action, right? (laughs) So follow through is where I have really struggled 
in the past. And from working with clients, I know that this is not just me. A lot of us really struggle through the problem or struggle with the follow through bit, right? There's a podcast that I listen to. It's called The Perfectionist Project. Um, Sam Laura Brown is the woman who hosts that one. And she oftentimes will say, your follow-through problem is just a planning problem. And I absolutely love that. And it is so, so true. In the areas of my life where I've really um, implemented that, right, where I've planned smarter and again, not just stop at like creating the to-do list, but actually do what I'm about to tell you about, right? These next steps. Oh my gosh. It has made an absolute difference. Like, like I, I can trust myself now to follow through on the action I say I'm going to take. All right. So how do we do this? What you have now after doing those reflection questions probably looks a lot like a to-do list, right? And hold your horses, people. To-do lists do not work for most people. They are great if you want to be overwhelmed and if you want to always feel behind and if you want to just continue to make list after list, moving the things that were on last week's list onto this week's list. Like, oh my goodness. I love a good list, you guys. I love a good list. But working from to-do lists, especially when it comes to the difference that you want to make in the world, right? Your impact actions just doesn't really work for us. They don't work for me. And I know, again, from working with so many clients that it just doesn't work for most people. All right. What does work? After listing out all those steps that you're going to take, I want you to estimate how much time each of those things will take. And say that one of the steps that you wrote out takes quite a while. Like it's going to take like hours or days or months. I mean, maybe it's like, I need to take a training course in a certain skill or something, right? I want to encourage you to instead break those things down. So break these actions down into small bite-sized things that you can do in maybe like in half an hour or, or less, right? And then put those things on your calendar. Put these action steps into I don't know if you use a planner. I use um, Google Calculator. Nope. <laughs> Google Calendar. Does Google have a calculator? I don't think it does. Anyway, I use Google Calendar and I will literally schedule these things in. But however you schedule yourself, like put them in your calendar. Make time and space in your life to get them done and then actually do it. By doing this, you prove to yourself each day that you can trust yourself. And that's another thing, guys. It's really helpful to make progress towards the things that matter to you. And so in the Becoming the Change program, we talk about how to identify your North Star. And your North Star is the change that you want to see in the world. It is the change that you want to help create in the world. And so it's this really powerful statement that you can use that becomes the compass, right? It's your, it's your personal mission statement and it's the compass, you know, what you're taking action towards, the direction that you're going. So for example, my North Star is, I want to live in a world where humanity lives in sustainable harmony with nature. And we realize that we are nature. 
<laughs> Coming back to that statement, just, oh, it resonates in my body. It just brings me peace. I just get this huge smile on my face. It is the, the direction that I am headed with pretty much like every action that I take and with everything that I do in my business. And that's not to say, I, you guys, I still very much have a fixed mindset about certain things, but this is really my compass. And ah, it just feels so good to have that, that compass, that direction, right? Moving towards that. So progressing, taking that growth mindset action each day can really help you stay motivated. So even if it's like a little thing that just takes you five minutes, because that's all you can fit into your day, touching that North Star every day and moving every day a bit closer towards your North Star is so powerful. There's something called the progress principle um, that researchers at Harvard came up with that said that, that doing this, touching that goal, touching that North Star, they didn't call it your North Star. I think they were just talking about goal setting in this particular study. But anyway, touching that helps people to stay happy and motivated in life and in work. And these are research studies that have shown this to be true. So I want to encourage you to do something that touches that North Star. And so in my life coaching program, Becoming the Change, we actually create what I call an impact plan. And so we like go through and identify those needle movers, those action steps that you can take from huge to small to teeny <laughs> um, so that you really have a very clear plan and direction towards your North Star. But on a smaller scale, you can use this process that we've talked about today on the podcast to, again, keep that momentum and stay really motivated and in the growth mindset. And again, by doing this, we prove to ourselves every day that we can trust ourselves. <sighs> Using this process and stepping into the growth mindset in my business and in my life has just helped me to develop so much more self-trust and confidence. And I know that it will have the same effect for you. So this is getting long. I'm going to wrap this up soon, but first I'd want to talk more about the change maker mindset. So let's take this to the next level. When the growth mindset becomes the change maker mindset, because as change makers, as aspiring and experienced activists, environmentalists, thought leaders, social entrepreneurs, wherever you fall in this um, spectrum of people on the world trying to make the world a better place. We have some, <laughs> we have some extra challenges because we're going up against such huge things, right? Such huge systems of oppression, climate change. Like these are huge, huge topics that we're going up against. And so it takes us really kind of taking things to the next level to be able to create change and do that for a lifetime. Like guys, I am in this for life. I am in this for life. I've been at this like basically most of my adult life. I've been working um, or I've been, I've been an activist and I've really been like working towards change. And I continue to 
or I plan to continue to do that for decades and decades more. But I realized relatively early on, let's say like six years ago, I realized that like I really had to change my mindset. I had to change the way that I was going about creating change if I was going to be able to be in it for the long haul because like I completely burned myself out. I was so, so unhealthy back then and it was not sustainable. All right, so let's talk about two things that are unique to the change maker mindset that really can help us to create the change that we want to see in the world without sacrificing our health and well-being. So one that I think I mentioned a bit on the last podcast, but zooming out, zooming out and taking note of what's going on in the larger movement. And number two, like I mentioned before, connecting our actions to our North Star, AKA the change that we want to see in the world. So these actions are all moving us towards our dream, our dream world. And one of the ways that I want to chat about that we can do this, we can bring this, this next level, this change maker mindset into the picture is by creating what I call an impact log. And I'm trying to think if I got that term from somebody, if I did, I don't remember anymore. I've been using it for a while, but basically, okay. An impact log. So this is taking like assessing our wins, if you will, small, big, tiny, whatever, personal wins, but then also movement-wide wins. So these are any actions that you're taking to get closer to your North Star. And you can do this once a week if you like. I think especially when you're starting out, it's really good to do this more often. So maybe like once a week to train your brain to look for the positive things. You could even do it daily. This could be like a a practice that you do right before you go to bed even. Just taking assessment of the day or, or of the week if you're doing it weekly and noting these wins. I tend to do this more on a monthly basis now, but there was a time when I was doing it more daily. Actually, no. You know what? I do still do this weekly. Yeah, it's part of my weekly review. Um, the personal bit. I do the movement-wide stuff I do more on a monthly schedule. Okay, so anyway. So just some examples of like personal wins for me, right? So <laughs> for example, yesterday I made a commitment to upgrade my chocolate. What do I mean by that? All right, if you know me at all, or if you have been on my newsletter, you know that your girl loves chocolate. I love chocolate. And to be honest, like it's something I feel a bit bad about because like I have seen the documentaries, guys. Like I know that there is a lot of modern day slavery in the chocolate industry. And so there is a brand called Tony Chocoloni and it is more expensive, but it is the step beyond fair trade. So I've always at least focused on fair trade chocolate or well, as long as I've known that fair trade was a thing. For the most part, I have purchased fair trade chocolate, but now I'm I'm just gonna buy Tony Chocoloni. I'm just gonna buy them because I've researched their company and they are like really, really aligned with my North Star and I can feel good about eating that chocolate. So that was like a small win from this week. I have committed Tony Chocoloni, period. All right, 
other small wins, recording this podcast, recording this podcast and sharing this information with you is absolutely in alignment with my North Star. Also, uh, let's see, my my weekly um, anti-racism practice, that's a big one. Um, also, oh, so yeah, this Saturday, in a couple of days, I'll be going to this workshop by the Dialogue Company called the Ally Conversation Toolkit, which is something that I've been wanting to do forever. I wanted to sign up for it, but I just hadn't yet, and I finally did, so I'm super excited to do that. And yeah, so it's really good to, again, train our brain to look for the positive so that we aren't always just in that negativity bias or the fixed mindset. All right. Also, movement wide. So again, this is that zooming out piece, right? So we have our personal actions. But as change makers, it's so important that we remember that we are not in this alone. Yes, we are going up against huge systematic issues, right? However, there are also tons of people who are also going towards a North Star, very similar to ours. The weight of the world is not on my shoulders. We are sharing it. If you are listening to this podcast, <laughs> then please know that I, I'm sharing that burden with you. You're sharing it with me. We are in this together. And so it's so good to zoom out and allow ourselves to feel that support. And even if we didn't have a direct connection to say like a movement-wide win, we can celebrate alongside those people and it helps us to see that we're not alone. So something that came up this week that I took note of, um, there's this website called positivenews.com. I think it's just spelled exactly as it sounds, positivenews.com. And I like to check in with them every so often. And they had this article on there recently and it was uh, these, I think this was in North America. I don't think it was just the US. I think it was like US and Canada. Basically talking about how indigenous led resistance to fossil fuel projects in the US or, or in North America, I think has prevented emissions from, let me see, I put this in my notes. Yeah, has prevented emissions equivalent to 400 charcoal-fired power plants from entering the atmosphere in the last decade. And this is a, and that statistics is coming from a report by the Indigenous Environmental Network and Oil Change International, um, which are two nonprofits that promote green energy. And so like that, that's a huge win that I can just share in the celebration of, right? All right. And then the last thing that I feel like I really want to um, take note of here before I close out, and this episode is getting long. Guys, do you like the long episodes? Are you still listening? I personally love long episodes episodes. I love it when people like go on tangents and share personal things. And so I really want this podcast to be what I love because I think then it can be a more authentic expression of me. And typically if a podcast is like less than 45 minutes, like I'm not going to click on it. I love long form conversations. So please, or this isn't really a conversation, is it? Because it's just me talking. But yeah, let me know. Do you like them long? Should I keep them more to a half hour? Let me know what you think. Anyway, last thing that I want to mention is rest, 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 rest. 
guilt-free rest. We have been talking a lot about action, right? Talking a lot about action, about personal growth in this episode. But if we do not give ourselves time to rest, and if we do not value rest as part of that pattern of thought, right? As part of our mindset, if we do not value rest, then we will absolutely burn ourselves out and we won't be able to help anybody. So we need to, as part of this change maker mindset, value rest. All right, I'm gonna talk more about that, guys. You know I'm gonna talk more about rest because as I always say, the more you care, and we change makers care a lot, the more we need self-care. All right, guys, so I'm gonna wrap it up there because like I said, this is getting long. And I will be posting the reflection questions and the process that we went through, a little outline of that in the show notes at happymehappyearth.com. So please go and check that out if you would like. And also, like I mentioned before, sign up for my email list if you would like to get some like fun behind the scenes stuff (laughs) about the podcast and pictures of the aforementioned water bottle holder whenever that gets done. Hopefully soon. Hopefully soon. But yeah, I'd love to connect with you guys on a deeper level. So also please like send me emails. Let me know what you think of the podcast. If you have some feedback, if there are certain topics that you would love to explore, let me know. Oh, if you have an idea for a guest, I definitely want to eventually bring on guests to the episodes too. Uh, Other change makers that can share their stories with us. So yeah, feel free to email me. It is hello at theevapeterson.com. Hello at theevapeterson.com. And I would love to hear from you. All right, that is it for today. Ciao for now. If you enjoyed this episode, I want to invite you to subscribe to the podcast so that you don't miss an episode. And if you desire more support on your changemaker journey, please check out my free guide, Self-Care for Changemakers. You can find the guide and other goodies on my website at happymehappyearth.com. It's an honor to be in your ears. Thank you so much for listening.